1: Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the off-season preview edition of Phillies Today on Phillies 24-7 for Sports Radio 94 WIP. I am Francisco Rojas. Sitting here on Monday, October thirtieth, Game Three of the World Series is tonight, and we all thought our Philadelphia Phillies uh, would be playing in said game, but going to try to to get off that because it feels like every time we talk about the World Series, like oh, the Phillies are supposed to be playing it. You know what, man? We we got to try and move on, right? I I feel like I'm sort of um moving on from the from that upset anger. Um, Stage, whatever the seven stages are, I don't even it doesn't even matter. Um, I'm kind of accepting it, kind of. I mean, I kind of have to because we're doing the off season preview here, and hopefully some of you can join me in that. So today, pretty much, uh, like I mentioned and I teased in uh, in our last episode uh, that I did uh, at least um, that we would get into our off season preview because we got to move on to you know to to winter and um, you know try our best to look ahead to to spring training. Um, you know, February and March of, of next year in 2024. Um, so, today, pretty simple. We're going to look at the priorities for the Fightens and Dave Dombrowski, Sam Fold, uh, what they have to do this offseason to make this team better um, or just to keep this team a contender, because which I think still think they are. Um, so, we'll get into priorities. We'll get into the pieces that we don't really need to worry about this offseason uh, necessarily. Who I wouldn't bring back that might be that that is a free agent uh, this season or this off season, um, and we'll also discuss Rob Thompson potentially like being on the hot seat like right now. Like we'll talk about that. I just I kind of want to get that out the way a little bit later, um, and then we'll recap the World Series because it's the World Series and we have to. Okay, we, we, it's this is a Philly show, but at the end of the day, it is a baseball show too. So we are going to recap uh, and preview uh, Game Three of the World Series uh, that starts tonight just after 8 o'clock. So, starting with priorities. Priorities, priorities, priorities um, when it comes to the Philadelphia Phillies um, and what they have to do this offseason. So, priority number one. You've got to do something at the number two uh, starting pitcher spot if you are Dave Dombrowski, Sam Fold. And look, I'm all... I'm, I'm for bringing back Aaron Nola, for the right price. The problem is, I think someone out there is going to give him money, whether it's a team that needs starting pitching, uh, out there. Um, I think there's going to be a team, uh, you know that that wants to win, um, and that is going to be willing to say. They'll look at his 2018 season. They'll look at last year, not this past year, but the year before in 2022. Um, They'll look at, you know, even this postseason where he was pretty good besides, uh, you know, the the last start. Um, And I think there's going to be a team that's going to give him uh, maybe overpay. And I don't want the Phillies to do that. I think that, you know, it's a tough spot because the market isn't crazy. But you know who I do like out there? Um, And it would be – it would – it would be maybe for similar aav to a certain extent but at least looking at his market value um wouldn't it wouldn't be looking for a long term contract i mean i think nola is looking for like a 5 6 year deal i'd rather go somebody like maybe like a sunny gray and i know he's had this is kind of recency bias because he's coming off a year where he was really good um i know he's had injury issues over the last couple of seasons but i think he would be somebody that makes sense because um if you look at his overall career, he's been pretty good. He's been a pretty good starting pitcher. And I know in you know, the last couple of years, he's been really good. Um, you know, for for Minnesota and Cincinnati a couple of years ago. I think Sonny Garrett makes make sense because the market value, at least what I'm looking at from Spot Track, would be like three years, sixty million. And I think that would make sense because maybe you give time for guys like hopefully Painter can come back sooner than later, and McGarry, um, and Abel, um, and I just think it would make sense for you know a team that's looking to win right now, obviously. And to me, he would be a solidified number two um, as long as he can stay healthy, right? So I think Sonny Gray would make sense. Um, Aaron Nola for the right price. I don't know if he would take a hometown discount. I think there would be a team out there that's going to overpay for, for Aaron Nola. I like Sonny Gray. I like Sonny Gray. I think he would be a good solidified number two. So if you don't get Nola for the right price, I like Sonny Gray number second priority and we saw this past uh you know over the last couple of months with Craig Kimbrell um you know we love what Kim Kimbrell did for us in the first half but Kimbrell kind of doing what he's done over the last four or five years of his career which is be an inconsistent uh closer slash bullpen piece I think if you're the Phillies you need to I don't know if you need to I don't want Josh Hader Josh Hader is phenomenal, but five years, 117 million, I believe is his market value. I'm not giving that much to a reliever. I'm sorry. And it's not like he's been, I mean, he has, he's been one of the best relievers in baseball, but I don't think he's worth it. I don't think it's worth it. Um, I think it would be worth it to more get, there's always like a guy or, you know, a couple of guys out there that are good, competent arms. Um, and you never really know relievers too. Like they're, they're year to year. They're literally like year to year. You, you never really know. Um, so Maybe, like, bring back, like, Matt Moore. I know that sounds stupid, but, like, Matt Moore was uh, – he sucked for the Phillies a couple of years ago, but since then he's been really good. Maybe a Phil Maton, who, yes, he had, like, one good year with Houston, but thought he was it was great for Houston. And um, there are guys out there, again, that I think you can just uh, be good, competent arms. I, I, I think it's more about, like – because I think people want, oh, we need to bring in, like, a, a great closer, a reliable closer. I think maybe it's more about giving, like, you know, topper – and Topper didn't really put him in as much in the postseason, the high leverage spots. Um, but like Jeff Hoffman, uh, Jose Alvarado, Sir Anthony, you know, Sir Anthony's kind of been, you know, he's had the injury issues, but he's kind of been sort of all over the place. But um, I'd be willing to give Sir Anthony some shots here in the, uh, in the future. Um, or, you know, next year, but like Hoffman, Alvarado, Sir Anthony, I don't know about Kirkring. I'm like, I love Kirk stuff. We all love the talent. Um, but maybe he starts, um, this season. I don't know. We'll see where he's at in spring training, but, um, I don't know. There's nobody like out there, like in the market, uh, that I'm like, Oh, go get that guy for the right price. He's a reliable closer slash high leverage guy. um, I just think it's, like, obviously it's extremely important that you just don't bring back Kim, Craig Kimbrell. Even though he was an all-star last year, he had a great first half. Um, even the second half, at certain points, he wasn't bad at all. He was actually really good. Um, but Craig Kimbrell has just been, he's Mr. Inconsistent, um, you know, since his great years in Atlanta and even even some in Boston. Um, Craig Kimbrell, don't bring him back. Um, just, you, you got to look at somebody in the market to, to bring in that reliable arm. I mean that could potentially be a high leverage guy. I don't know, but there's not a lot of guys out there. I was looking at Jordan Hicks. Jordan Hicks has some command issues. Um, you know that the the stuff is obviously nasty. There's like a 103 mile per hour sinker. It's it's nasty, but I um, mean has command issues. I, I I'm not sure on Jordan Hicks. I uh, I've seen you know some some names out there, but no one that like super sticks out to me. Like oh, it'd be perfect for the Phillies. I don't I don't know. Um, so bullpen piece. I just think it's more about giving. Some of those guys uh, like Hoffman, Alvarado, Anthony, some guys that are already here, um, some of more of the high-leverage situations and um, having somebody like Craig Kimbrell out there that you just can't rely on, uh, you know, appearance in, appearance out. So last priority, Reese Hoskins. Obviously, this is somebody um, that's been one of the best Phillies uh, since he's come up, since he was called up in 2017. Love Reese Hoskins. And, this, and a lot of people are saying this hinges on Bryce Harper. I actually think it it makes sense to keep Bryce at first base, and for the longevity of his career too, um, you know, less stress on him, you know, playing first. I would, and Bryce was good at first base. Like I think you keep Bryce at first base, you put Marsh out in left field. Um, we'll see what happens with Rojas. Like I mean, Rojas had like a good regular season when he was called up. He wasn't obviously sucked in the postseason. Um, We'll see what happens in spring training, but I, I think it like I think it makes sense to potentially see what happens at center field with Rojas. Pache is still there and Pache at points was a good hitter and we know how good, much how good of a fielder he is. I like shortreworthth at the Dh and I like I'm fine with casting in right field because Pache, uh, Rojas and Marsh are such good fielders that they can balance out Castellanos being such a bad fielder, uh, to a certain extent. Um, so I, I, I'm fine with and Castellanos if as long as he has an offensive year like he did this past season, like I'm cool with him in right field. Um, that can balance out, which means I think Reese Hoskins isn't here. I don't think there's it's necessary to bring him back. You know. I just don't, it just doesn't make any sense. It sucks to, to think about it that way. Cause we all love Reese, especially after last postseason, um, the bat spike and all that and all the home runs, um, you know, Reese has had an up and down relationship with the fan base. Um, but I think Reese goes, man. I think Harper plays first base. Um, and I think it makes sense to have Marsh Rojas Castellanos out there in the outfield. Maybe Pache is your, your fourth guy. I think like it makes sense. I'd I really do. Um, so I think Reese is gone, but is there a way he comes back? Maybe if they, if they put Bryce out in the outfield, but I don't, I don't know. I, I think it just makes more sense to, to Schwarber DH, what I mentioned there. So I, I, I just think it makes more sense to not bring Reese back um, pieces. You don't have to worry about this off season. So those are priorities, right? Nola bullpen piece, what happens with Hoskins, but I think Harper ends up playing first base. That's the way I see it. Um, pieces you don't have to worry about on offense. Catcher first, base. there's a lot you don't have to worry about, which is great. I mean, you think about that. It's really just back getting back to the promised land. Catcher first base, second base, shortstop, third base, outfield. What I mentioned all there, right? Real Muto, uh, I think Harper plays first, second base, Stott. It's about to win a gold glove, potentially. Turner shortstop wasn't great in the field, but, you know, give him a rebound season. Uh, Bowman third, You improved this year. So, and improve with the bat Hit 20 home runs this year, um, in the outfield, like I mentioned there, um, starting pitching Wheeler, Suarez, Sanchez, and Taiwan Walker. I think, uh, you know, Walker was heading up and down year. Um, you give Christopher Sanchez, maybe a full year to see what he's got. He was nasty this year. Ranger Suarez, maybe a full season healthy. See what he's got. Uh, Zach Wheeler, obviously you're the ace of all aces, um, you know, in recent years for the Phillies. So Zach Wheeler, maybe work on extending him. We'll see what happens. Um, but you yeah, really have to worry about that second starter uh, with Nola. Uh, bullpen, I, I, like I said, I like the bullpen. Strom, Alvarado, Sir Anthony, Hoffman, Soto, up and down this year, but give Soto a, you know another chance this year. He was good with Detroit. Um, Dylan Covey, another, but, another arm that I think, you know, he was good with the Phillies actually. Like he, he had a bad start, but he finished well with the Phillies. Give him another uh, chance this year. Connor Brogdon and Andrew Bellotti, those are guys that you could potentially, I know they've had up and down Phillies career, especially Brogdon, which actually the overall numbers have been pretty good with the Phillies, but has had an inconsistent uh, tenure with the Phils. But I actually like the bullpen overall. May just add another piece or two. Um, who I'm not bringing back, um, if I'm Don and I'm Sam Fold, when looking at these, the free agents, and I've kind of alluded to them already, uh, but I'll... Michael Lorenzen, uh, number one, who threw a no-hitter for the Phils which is insane. To His first two starts, you thought the guy was going to throw already People saying, ah, Nola has to be out of the playoff rotation. Michael Lorenzen goes in, which didn't make any sense. But, you know, you know how uh, Philadelphia fans are. Uh, Michael Lorenzen, um, I would not bring back. He was not great. Um, and I don't have any interest in bringing Michael Lorenzen back, even in the rotation. I, I just don't have any interest in bringing him back. I said Reese Hoskins already. Um, I mentioned Craig Kimbrell. Uh, I'm not bringing back Craig Kimbrell as well. So those three, I'm not bringing back as far as free agent goes, free agents go. Um, and, uh, just looking at the overall, just to keep, let you guys know who the overall free agents are this year for the Phils. Um, let's take a look. I had it in front of me. I'm going to get it right now. Uh, but I know, so obviously we mentioned Kimbrell. Um, I'm going to have a refrain from it. Okay. So Hoskins mentioned Hoskins already. Nola, Kimbrell, Lorenzen, Scott Kingery. So he has a club option. It says 13 million and then drew Ellis. So, I mean, we mentioned the important ones already. Scott Kingery is his time with the, in the majors or with the fills is all but over. Um, so those are just to, just to note who all the free agents are this off season. Those are your free agents. Um, Last thing I want to mention and this is this has to be a part of the offseason and I didn't really think I had to mention this but just because there's actually been talk of this and you know because in Philadelphia we expect you know teams to win even though we have not have a history of winning we actually have to think about it, it doesn't make sense um, but I get it you know I love being a Philadelphia sports fan love our love how you know how we root for our teams uh, being diehards and and all that but how much sense does it really make to like say Rob Thompson's on the hot seat. Now I, I there's people that say, like, Oh, he needs to be fired. Like he doesn't need to be back. Like Thompson's going to be back. Let's just get that out of the way. Thompson's going to be back. Like the way Dombrowski talked about it. I think, I, I think Thompson was, was mentioned to him and he kind of just said, well, if every, you know, uh he's basically saying he, he, he's going to be back. He's going to be back. I don't remember exactly what he said in the press conference, but he's going to be here. Um, I think there's people criticizing, you know, him putting in Kimbrell in game four. Of course, like definitely deserves that criticism. I didn't think it made sense to bring him in another high leverage spot after what we saw in game three and even at points in the postseason. Um, It didn't make sense to bring him in for sure. Um, But that was just one move, you know, like that was only one move. At the end of the day, The biggest reason why the Phillies lost the NLCS was because their bats didn't come through when they needed them to. Guys making a lot of money and going, not just being bad, but being horrible. You know, like Schwarber, was it Schwartz, Castellanos, and Turner? I could have got, I could, I know I got two of those three names right at least, but the big bats were supposed to come through big time. They were out there, they were supposed to um, come through, and then they didn't. And Bohm, you know, it made sense for Bone to be in the four hole. Because he had had been so good with runners scoring position throughout the regular season, And he had twenty home runs, so a little bit of power, a little bit. Um, like that's that's the biggest reason why they lost the NLCS. Like, okay, like you can say what you want to say about Bone being moved out of the four hole, um, and maybe I would have agreed with that later down the line in the series, but um, it to me it made sense to, for the most part to for Rob Thompson to be here. Like Rob Thompson is going to be here, and. He's not the biggest reason why, you know, it wasn't like it, it it just wasn't it. Rob Thompson will be here. I'm, I'm completely, completely okay with that. Um, so Rob Thompson will be back just clearing the air there. It's not his fault as to why they lost the NLCS and why they're not in the world series. Okay. It was because the bats didn't come through. That's a hundred percent. The number one reason. Okay. Um, yeah, that that just wanted to clear the air there. Just wanted to clear the air. Um, so Rob Thompson will be back. Uh, let's look at a, a little bit of a, this day in Phillies history. I'll be able to do that this off season because um, you know, had a lot to talk about during the regular season, but you know, got a little more time this off season. So, um, let's look at what happened on this day in October thirtieth, Halloween tomorrow. Um, so in nineteen ninety six, uh, this is also according to Broaden Patterson. I um, just want to shout them out because I use their website when I look at uh, this day in Phillies history. 1996, Terry Francona was given a two-year deal as a manager here in Philadelphia. Uh, Francona was a former major leaguer whose father played for the Phillies. I didn't even know that. I didn't know his dad played for the Phils. But Terry Francona um, you know, was brought here in 96 and didn't have a great tenure. uh it sucks because he, every, every other, other place he's gone, he's just been a great manager. Um, you know, won a couple of titles with the Red Sox. Uh, and Indians, you know, got close, but was, were consistently contenders. Um, let me look at his record with the Phil's all-time. 68-94 his first year, um it's 97. And then last year, it was 65-97. and 97 in 2000, best record was 77, 85, and 99. So they were making progress, actually, and then it just went downhill in 2000. So Terry Francona, um, you know, sucks the, uh, uh, what happened here when he was in Philadelphia, but Terry Francona. Uh, Philly's transactions on this day. 1981 signed minor league free agent Chris James. 1981 also traded Jose Castro to, I believe that's the White Sox, it says Chicago, parentheses AL, uh, for Dewey Robinson and Gary Hull. I think that's how you say it. It's H-O-L-L-E. Um, 2019, claimed Robert Stock off waivers from San Diego. I think Stock sucked here, right? He definitely was horrible, if, if memory serves me well. Uh, he, didn't even, oh, he didn't even pitch here. I kind of remember that. Yeah, he didn't even pitch here. Yeah, whatever. Robert Stock was claimed off waivers and uh, never threw a game for the Phillies, as far as I can remember. Um, all right, before we get you out of here, we got to do it. Uh, World Series recap and a preview for tonight game number three with uh, Max Scherzer and Brandon Fult. Uh Game one was one of the, was a great was a great game. Uh, Corey Seager uh tied it up in the ninth and Adolis Garcia, who has had an absolutely monster um postseason. I mean, I think he set the record for RBIs to this point, twenty two, I think it is. Um, and Corey Seager coming through there where he's been. Um, absolutely, one of the most, uh, you know, clutch postseason players in recent history. Um, so, Rangers were able to take game one. Game two, Merrill Kelly, which we all know too well here in Philadelphia, has an incredible start on the mound. Tommy Pham, uh, incredible at the plate, goes four for four, a couple of doubles. Catel um, Marte, I believe, uh, extended his postseason hit streak. Um, and I think he has, I think. Pretty sure he set the record. Uh, Could be wrong on that, but um, D-backs just absolutely steamrolled uh, the Rangers in Game 2. Jordan Montgomery not able to match Merrill Kelly. Uh, Montgomery, I think, went six innings, four earned. Um, The Rangers offense not able to match the D-backs' offensive outburst uh, in Game 2. So they won 9-1 to in Game 2. Um, and now it's 1-1 going back to Arizona. Look, I picked Arizona to win this in seven. Uh, if you want to listen to my other podcast uh, with former WIP producer um, Nick Earnshaw, we do our podcast called The Shift. Uh, that's every week uh, we did our World Series prediction. I picked the Diamondbacks in seven. I just, I mean, it's hard to go against the Diamondbacks. Uh, but tonight you're going to get uh, Max Scherzer and Brandon fought. Definitely an interesting matchup. Um, last time Brandon fought pitched a game three, it was an incredible start, uh, against the Phils in game three way back in Arizona. Um, just about a week and a half ago, I think it is now. Um, so game three tonight, D backs, Rangers, someone looking to get a two to one lead in that series. Um, so yeah. All right. So I will be back Thursday. Uh, Francisco Rojas here on Phillies, 24, seven Phillies today. Um, we'll get into more stuff. We'll get into more, uh, more off season stuff. Well, I have a lot planned, uh, for the off season. I want to do a lot of, uh, fun episodes. I want to get, uh, I want to do more interviews. I didn't do any interviews throughout the season. I think this is a great time, uh, to, to get some guests on the show. Um, so very interested and very intrigued and excited, uh, to, to do that. So, um, looking forward to that this off season. um, And, uh, yeah, just make sure you follow me on Twitter, at Rojas underscore media underscore. Follow me there. Let's talk Phil's. Let's talk Birds. Birds won yesterday. Beat the Commanders uh, to improve to to 7-1. So let's talk Philly sports. Anything tennis. Tennis fan, too. Um, So let's uh, let's, let's talk anything. So follow me on Twitter, at Rojas underscore media underscore. That's going to do it for me, and I'll talk to you guys on Thursday.
1: How powerful is Cox Internet?